Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 140. Welcome back, Adam Antimaniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison, and thank you for tuning in today. For our listeners here in Canada, I hope you had a beautiful May long weekend. For the American listeners, wishing you a happy Memorial Day in advance this coming weekend. If you happen to miss our last episode, I was explaining why there was a little bit of a break between episodes, and that was because I took some time off to uh, go traveling. I spent about a month in the Southwest, in California, Arizona, Nevada, and Utah. And I was supposed to do an episode before I left, but the interview that it was based on got postponed, so I never got a chance to explain to you guys where I'd be. But nevertheless, just like that 1993 cartoon dinosaur movie, we are back and we are looking forward to a very productive summer ahead. So today's episode, we've got someone really cool on the podcast. If you were like me and in high school, Three Days Grace was one of the exploding rock bands at that time, then you'll understand why I was so excited for this episode. We've got Adam Gontier right here on the Adamantium podcast lead singer, frontman, guitarist for the band Saint Asonia, and of course the original singer for Three Days Grace. I met up with Adam at the Phoenix Concert Theatre here in Toronto before Saint Asonia's show last week, and they will be releasing an EP in July called Introvert that they worked on over the course of the pandemic and as a follow-up to their first two albums. The first single from that EP is called Above It All, and it is out now, so go give it a little listen, and then you can check out Introvert on July 1st. And on that note, we're going to do the Adamantium Recommend segment, which are my top five song recommendations by that particular artist. So for Adam Gonchier, we're going to stick to just St. Asonia songs for this episode. So here are my top five picks. I often like to start with something new, so I'm going to recommend that brand new single Above It All from the new EP Introvert. And then from their 2019 album Flawed Design, I'm going to recommend the song The Hunted and the song Blind. And then going back to their 2015 debut self-titled album, I recommend the song Better Place, and then my personal favorite song is called Let Me Live My Life. If you're a St. Asonia fan already, you probably don't need those song recommendations, but I am curious on how yours compare. If you're tuning into the Adamantium podcast for the very first time today, first of all, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you will come back and check out some of our other very cool interviews. If you feel so inclined, please do hit that subscribe button on whichever podcast network you choose to get your podcasts. You can also follow the Adamantium podcast on social media. We're on Instagram at the Adamantium, on Facebook at the Adamantium podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. And that's all I have to say for today. So let's get into today's episode with Adam Gonchier, frontman of St. Asonia, and of course, original lead singer of Three Days Grace, right here on episode 140 of the Adamantium podcast. Enjoy, everyone. Have a fantastic week, and we will see you back here very soon. Here at Adam Gonche from St. Asonia. So thanks for joining me, man. For, I know how busy yeah. these days are, so yeah. thanks no, for taking no worries some time. At all. No worries. Uh, and also, you know, a, a little bit of a fanboy because I have you know, I was a three days grace fan in high school, and so yeah. this is cool. Um, awesome. 
So first of all, like uh, I think we should open it up. You got some new material coming out yeah. uh, in July, yeah. a new EP, um, which is called Introvert, mm-hmm. um, which particularly I found an interesting title, mm-hmm. uh, considering the, you know the last two years that we've yeah. we've all been going through. So mm-hmm. um, I've heard that all I could hear so far was the new single. But tell me a little bit about this collection, the songs, and that single. Yeah, I mean the the songs for uh, Introvert were all written during the pandemic and during lockdown and weren't able to leave home really. So yeah, it was a different experience this time, sort of writing and recording this stuff just cause we, uh, we were working remotely and mm-hmm. you know, just in my, basically just in my room, my studio room at home in Peterborough and uh, which was different for me cause I'm usually, um, you know, I usually take songs to the band and you know, maybe other people and try to put the best songs we can together. But yeah, this one was just, just me in a room, and it just felt right to call it introvert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just yeah, made sense. Did did any of it have to come together? You know, I've talked to a number of artists who at first had to start putting songs together, like basically remotely, like recording remotely. Mm-hmm. Or did you guys have kind of enough time that by the time you were ready to record, you were able to get back in a room? Or yeah, we um, by the time we had everything written, mm-hmm. uh, we we got to the into the studio here in Toronto with a producer. Um, yeah, so we, I mean, we, we wrote the whole thing remotely, and then and then we were able to get exactly. to it, right? Yeah, close to the end of, mm-hmm. you know, the lockdown stuff. Yeah. All that, yeah. Um, yeah, the song Above It All is obviously about kind of overcoming that kind of personal uh, mountain. And mm-hmm. was that, I, I can't speak to the other songs, but was that kind of the... The theme but was it kind of heavy from what you were feeling being in lockdown and yeah yeah, yeah. for sure yeah I mean yeah for sure above it all is definitely um, it was what one of the first ones that we that I wrote um, when all the all the stuff happened and uh, just felt like there was a lot of um, I guess misinformation and mm-hmm. a lot of people wondering yeah I don't know everybody was just talking with friends and family everybody didn't know really what to do whether we should you know whether we were able to to go out, you know, just how to protect ourselves and all that stuff. So yeah, this song was just about that, and how we were gonna uh, come out the other mm-hmm. side, you know, and just uh, at a certain point, maybe just sort of blocking out outside uh, opinions because there's just so much, of course, yeah, <laughs> so much stuff like people, yeah. I mean, there's just so many opinions of what's right and what's yeah. wrong, and then. And especially, I mean, in the States, you've got the, the left and the time, right are, yeah. you know, that's just a... It was a weird, part of a it. weird time for uh-huh. everything. Like, uh-huh. it's just a weird, really weird year. Yeah. It's interesting hearing from artists, too. Like, I think you guys kind of did it at a good time because artists who were kind of, like, in that process of already starting an album. Right. And then it's like, do you wait? How long does this go for? Do you mm-hmm. wait to record later? And, I, like, some people I heard were, like, recording tracks from... Yeah opposite ends of the world and mm-hmm. it makes sense like yeah. I mean obviously we're very lucky we don't have to still be doing that but yeah. yeah yeah no for sure yeah it's uh yeah, it's been a weird couple of years man and most of the EP like there's there's uh there's a few songs in there that are um sort of along that same line of just like what what are we doing yeah <laughs> what happens next yeah yeah, yeah basically yeah, yeah. well um, yeah. one thing that was weird I mean we were just talking about setting up about the weekend at Coachella and stuff and obviously 
big thing for you guys. You guys put out a, a cover mm-hmm. of, of Blinding Lights. Yeah. Um, which is on this EP, I believe, as well. Yeah. And uh, I found an interesting choice because it's like, to me, that that's a ballsy choice. That's like... Uh-huh. There's the probably the biggest song on earth the year before yeah. you guys did it. So, yeah. what yeah. what made you you know decide to, to try it out? We just wanted to um, we wanted to do a cover on the. I mean, it feels like a lot of bands are doing covers now. Right. Um, so it, it seems like one of those things that uh, labels and stuff they, they kind of ask for one and they usually ask you to do one just so they can have one and maybe yeah. put it on a record or something. So we were planning on doing a cover, we just didn't know what we were going to do, and I, I thought doing a weekend song would be great, I mean, his, his songs are amazing, Yeah, you know, so to put a rock spin on yeah. a weekend tune I thought would be cool, and that one just felt the best, yeah. uh, lyrically and musically and everything, we, yeah. Yeah, we just felt it. You know, yeah, good relevancy too. Good. Like right after he did Super Bowl, and right, yeah, yes. that, <laughs> yeah. and that song was like by far, I think, the best song in 2020. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, too. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always like when when people like when when you're gonna do a rock cover. I always like it when it's kind of like a different genre yeah. rock to a rock song. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if it's a rock song doing cover of rock songs, sometimes like it's great. Mm-hmm. Kind of just sounds like the original, but yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> which exactly. is like it brings something new, and it I think it transcended really well into a rock song. Right? Was there have you, were you guys or have you guys been shopping other pop songs that you thought could work for? Um, no, not okay. not after that. I mean, yeah. we we sat in the studio when we were recording, just trying to decide what to do, and um, we played through like we listened to a bunch of different stuff, uh, potential ones, but yeah, blinding lights just. Stuck out as the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I find it interesting, like you, a particular individual, you as someone who's uh, had a very successful career in this industry, and uh, you know, the last probably close, most of the last decade you've been focused on Saint Asonia. Mm-hmm. What about this band uh, kind of serves you the best? Um, yeah, I think. Uh, well, it's it's the level of. Um, Creativity, I think, okay. is. Uh, I mean, at a certain point, it gets really important just to uh, write stuff that you feel comfortable writing. Mm-hmm. Stuff that you're not necessarily writing for everybody else. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, San Antonio has just been that. There's just been a little bit more freedom mm-hmm. uh, creatively, I guess, than what I was used to in right. the past. Um, you know, it's still obviously it's still in the same. Still in the same lane, the genres right. know, similar and the style similar and stuff is what I used to do. But yeah, just a you know, it's just a different different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're all we're all family. Uh, we've known each other forever. Right, uh, all these guys and stuff. So it's yeah. I mean, it's just um, it's it's a great band. Yeah, I guess yeah. I guess there's a difference too with now all being kind of like musicians who have are established rather than you know being teenagers who are trying to break yeah, into the industry for sure. you know yeah definitely yeah. yeah when you i mean yeah years ago when we first started that yeah it was crazy we're yeah. young and just doing everything every you know all the stupid things you could think of right, right. and yeah <laughs> years go by and you start to realize that it's really not the way to do it you know, right if you want to if you want to uh, sustain yeah i mean i mean everybody's got their own path right mm-hmm. and it's yeah you got here for the reasons you got here yeah. yeah um but i remember and i never really thought of it this way like uh it was i think it's rain that told me once that it was like when you're writing that first album 
it's fun because there's no time limits on it and there's no and then you kind of get stuck in the loop of you're touring and you've got to write an album while you're touring because the label needs you to make an album within two years or whatever Mm -hmm. and like you said it probably puts a restriction on creativity Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely that's the yeah that's the way that's the way it seems to go for for any artist that's signed to a major label you you have your whole life to write the first album yeah basically I mean songs that you've worked on for Years or you you wrote when you're 16. Yeah. You take it to a producer and then you tweak it and it's great and yeah and then then you're in a rush to yeah. get to get the second one done and I think that's why a lot of bands are they get stuck. In well, it. that's like I, you know friends have always said to me like ah oh, yeah that band's good but they they weren't as good as their first album. It's like well yeah they had their whole life to write mm-hmm. their first album yeah. and then they have two years to write the next one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. It's a tough situation, man. A lot yeah. of bands, yeah, it's called like the the sophomore slump is yeah. Like, and then it's like your life's been on the road or whatever, right? Uh-huh. It's like the the comedian who only writes jokes about you know traveling on an airplane because uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. that's all their whole life has been. For. Yeah, that's all they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the first song I remember hearing by Saint Sonia was a song called "Let Me Live My Life." Mm-hmm. Um, it came on a Spotify playlist as before I knew you were doing another band, right? And. Uh, that song really jumped out at me, and there's a line in that song in particular um, that's like, "Let me, let me grab my knife, or I can pull out the one that you stuck in my back," mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it always, whenever I hear that song, that line always kind of, you know, kind of rings twice. And uh, obviously, a very personal song, mm-hmm. um, dealing with something, and but at the same time of the excitement of starting a new band. Mm-hmm. So, tell me a little bit about that song and, and what mm-hmm. it meant for you at that time. Yeah, that first record that we that uh, we put out in 2015, there was definitely a lot of uh, anger. I think when I was okay. um, not like you know not super, I was super angry, but I just had a lot that I'd been through over the the previous few years, um, leaving Three Days Grace and trying to you know do other things. So mm-hmm. yeah, that that album, a lot of the lyrics on that album were sort of driven by that by. Uh, by just all the, I guess the, the things like the dark things that I went through over the years. Um, yeah, it was definitely an outlet for a lot of my feelings that I had had over over a bunch of years. Okay. But yeah, yeah. So I mean, no, there's no uh, like in particular songs that are you know written about anything in particular. Just more of a general sense of feeling. how I felt yeah. over over those years. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So yeah, and almost now it's interesting because each. Each album kind of is, I mean, it's for every artist, is a feeling. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. Introvert is that mm-hmm. feeling from the last yeah. two years, which mm-hmm. is a whole different type of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, frustration. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, as cliche as it is, it's it's definitely the the therapy thing for yeah. me. I mean, yeah, I don't really write in a journal, and I don't, I mean, yeah, it's just the way, the way I get stuff out, and then right. hopefully it works in the song. And yeah. 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 Very cool, man. Yeah. Um, one thing that I, thought was super cool um, that I pulled out here was um, I can't remember when it was but maybe 10 years ago or something you, you were in a, a super group mm-hmm. uh, called the Big Dirty Band oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And you guys formed I think for the Trailer Park Boys movie was it particularly yes. for yeah, that yeah yep. and so yep. for the listeners it had you know Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson from mm-hmm. Rush which is insane already mm-hmm. and but there's also members of the Tea Party Big Wreck mm-hmm. Dime Anakin yeah tell me about how that whole kind of project yeah. came together and and yeah you know what's crazy is I don't I don't know a heck of a lot of how it started where it started yeah. like who whose idea it was I, I feel like uh, Ian's 
Ian Thornley's manager at the time um, was probably involved. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was just a, I, I guess it was just an idea to put together a, like a, a bunch of Canadian mm-hmm. artists and for the trailer park boys. Yeah, yeah. Theme song or um, not the theme song, but yeah. the movie. Yeah. So we covered. Uh, we covered. Um, I fought the law. Yeah, yeah I fought the, the law. Right. Yeah. Clash. Yeah. Is yeah Clash. Yeah. Unless it was a cover, also. I feel like it might have been um, an old cover, like yeah, from, yeah. from the fifties or sixties or something. Okay. I don't know. I could be wrong. I, I want to say somebody like Buddy, Buddy Holly. Okay. I know, I know it's not, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, that was that was a really cool experience. I went into um, Alex Lifeson's studio. He wasn't there, but I went there to record my vocal parts. Record, yeah. Yeah. It was it was just a really cool experience, and we shot a video for it. And I was actually on the road. Um, with the band we were touring, so I wasn't able to be in the actual video, so they put me in a... TV screen. Yeah. I think TV Ian Thornley screen. was like that, too. Oh, was he? I yeah. think so, yeah. Right. And yeah, that's right. It looked that's like, right. yeah, because I literally just watched it this morning, or a lot yesterday. Um, but yeah, it was cool. It looked like it was like, I could almost pinpoint exactly where it was, because it was in, definitely in Toronto. I think yeah. it was at like Fort York. Yeah. Under the QEW. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> for sure. And then we had, uh, I think if I remember right, we had... They had Matt Walsh, uh, who is now yeah. the singer for Three Days Grace. I think they had him fill in, or just as sort of uh, like a, a background band. There was a few guys. They I, were I in the like, video, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like they, it was the My Darkest Days guys or something yeah. like that. that were, yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. What a, a, what a twisted <laughs> right? road, eh? Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 That's, That's cool. so cool, though. But they say, you know, don't meet your heroes and here you are like recording songs mm-hmm. is that like a kind of a euphoric experience yeah like, oh yeah. yeah for sure it, yeah it was just I mean bummer I didn't get to get get to meet those guys but yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's interesting yeah. how you know in modern day that can happen mm-hmm. you know I just did a um, an interview with with grandson last week uh-huh. and he put out this killer song last year called Zen with ex ambassadors or whatever and okay. it was like it was a year later I met them for the first time right <laughs> like they had a number one hit yeah and they never met in person before yeah, yeah. that's crazy crazy how that that uh-huh. can happen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh, actually although that's that's not true because actually someone once told me you know that old school glass tiger song uh, that they did with Rod Stewart My Town or something. Yeah, I'm, yeah, sure, anyways, I'm sure I know they it. never I mean, met either they never met they never no met. Yeah, yeah so interesting yeah um, I feel like we just yeah I did that uh, on the last record that we put out Flaw Design we had Sharon from, from uh, Within Temptation, within temptation. I've, I've never met her you never met her eh no, I met no. her over Zoom did you yeah, yeah. she's really nice yeah, we did yeah, it all the time she's great. super cool <laughs> yeah yeah she's like I, I thought she was super cool because she has this like kind of motherly vibe right. and then she yeah. rocks really hard <laughs> yeah. like it's yeah. been a yeah. super badass band that's, that's wicked yeah, yeah. That's and didn't you guys do a song with um, was it a singer from Godsmack on the we last did album? Yeah. yeah yeah did you guys get yeah. to work together on that one or? yeah um, I, I didn't go to the studio our producer at the time flew mm-hmm. to uh, where Godsmack was on tour I think yeah. in the Netherlands or Denmark or something just to record them um, but Mike our guitar player is friends with so okay. They they actually started writing that something years and years ago. Okay. And then um, yeah, they brought it. They brought it to us. Yeah. For that album. Yeah. Any yeah. Um, anyone on the bucket list that you would you know would love to oh, have yeah. on a Sonia album or? There's tons, right? Yeah. It feels weird. Give me a top five. Or <laughs> well, I mean, is this? Yeah, this is obviously people that are still alive. Yeah. Let's go with sure. that. I mean, <laughs> um, 
You know, I think uh, I think I'd love to work with uh, Chino from the Deftones. Just yeah. do something with him. Just a song, you know. Sing, he's, maybe he's in town this weekend. I mean, that's are they in town? Yeah, him, I think they're playing Echo Beach with uh, Gojira. Yeah, I just saw that in Nashville. I've got a place in Nashville. Oh, okay. And uh, I just went to that show, and it's a killer. Oh, really? Yeah, it's killer. Yeah, I think it's they're on Sunday. Yeah, I was hoping yeah. to do that too. Yeah. Well, yeah, I wish we were here. We're not gonna be here. We're gone. Yeah. But uh, yeah, probably working with him. And uh, I, I actually got a chance to work with Trent Reznor, which was cool. Uh, that we, is. we did a, a song for um, a soundtrack to an independent movie uh, that uh, uh, for a kid that was putting a kid was directing uh, this movie. He was sick, and it was one of his um, one of his wishes. Uh, he was terminally ill. It was a few years ago, and he was making a film. And he he asked if uh, Trent and I would amazing work on a, a song for this. You know. Specifically, he had pointed at you uh-huh. too. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So we did, and yeah, you know, talked to Trent on the phone while we were getting it set up. Yeah, and just yeah, that was trippy. Yeah, I, I, I grew up. You know, of course. Just grew up listening to Nine. What was it like picking his brain? <laughs> it was. I mean, I just listened. I just listened right. to him talk about someone like Trent. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Cool. That yeah. sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I barely remember talking to him. Yeah. Too. When Johnny Cash covers one of your songs, yeah. then it's like, <laughs> yeah. 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 That's going to be it. So yeah. that's one that you made, or you got to do. Yeah. To that's do. one that I got to do. Um, yeah. I mean, doing something with Eddie Vedder would be mm-hmm. for me that, you know, yeah. I was 14 true, years old true. listening to listening to them, yeah. the biggest influence on me probably mm-hmm. since then. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, there's tons. Pretty of solid people. list, yeah. There's, ton, there's tons yeah. of guys. I mean, yeah, yeah tons they're of pretty guys. cool. Well, yeah. if they're listening, there you go. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eddie Vedder happens to be tuning right. in. Yeah, I heard he just got an 18 year old kid to play drums for him. Really? Day. Yeah, I guess Matt Cameron ended up getting COVID, so okay, had to bail out of the a few shows or whatever. Okay, and his uh, Eddie's daughter Olivia. Um, one of her friends, an 18-year-old kid who plays in a Pearl Jam tribute band, um, uh, she texted him saying you should send them a video because you could probably do it. Yeah. He did send the video through and they got him up to play a couple songs just that's a couple nights ago. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. unreal. That's like, that's yeah, what like, you dream, literally exactly. dream about yeah. and that's like the, yeah. the rock star, the, like the movie. The, the Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg one, yeah. pull him up on stage. Yeah. You yeah. know what's really, I mean, you probably know this, but a lot of people don't realize this. At the end, when he pulls someone on stage, yeah. it's Miles Kennedy That's from right, yeah. Walter Bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I did know that. It's interesting. I haven't heard that though. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A, a lot of people don't realize. I remember because I, I don't think he was. You know, he had, wasn't any the Alter Bridge didn't think existed. Yet. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, I rewatched that movie later, and I was like, wait a minute. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like well, I heard that and knew that. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm very surprised. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. Right? <laughs> yeah, I was telling my, my my fiance about that movie because she had never seen it, and I was like, it's a. It's, it's cornball, but it's yeah, super, super, yeah, yeah, yeah super good sure. one. Yeah. yeah, we were going through all like the like the classic music. Like she had never seen Detroit Rock City. Or, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. There's some good ones. Yeah. Almost. Sure. She never even seen Almost Famous. Really? Like, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That's, that's the <laughs> that's one. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah. 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 Did you ever see uh, Cameron Crowe's? He did a show like four years ago called Roadies. No, but and, I heard about it. And it was heard, super good. And actually, we started re-watching it because I, I didn't even realize at the time it was like Machine Gun Kelly in it. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. 
and I mean a lot of big Luke Wilson and right. stuff, but it never I guess it never took off. Right. Um, but great show. Like, uh, really yeah, great show. Check it out. It's like sure. classic Cameron Crow, but in a right. series, yeah. Right. Yeah, that'd be cool. Right. Yeah. Check that out for sure. Very cool, man. Well, uh, you know, now we're kind of just shooting the shit, so I mean, yeah, okay, <laughs> I think yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Tell me, um, tell me some of the albums you've been listening to in the last couple of years. It's uh, a tough one, man. I've been the last couple of years. Um, I haven't really been listening to a lot. Okay. I've uh, been. I mean, it, it's. I don't know. It's really. I find it tough to listen to. To listen to stuff and write stuff. Okay. Uh, I get, yeah, I get weirded out. I mean, I'll just listen to the radio. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, like uh, like the actual radio. radio or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, both. I mean, I listen to the Wolf when I'm driving. Yeah, yeah. All the time. Of course. <laughs> I did yeah, some I, shooting for the the Wolf. Oh, before. nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I listen to Sirius XM Octane just to hear, you know. It's, yeah. Uh, but there's a new band, newer band called Wage War. Uh, okay. And they're great. They're a really good band. Wage I just War. wrote a couple songs with Cody from that band. Okay. They're, they're good, really good band. So, um, yeah, but, uh, you know, just radio. I'm always just listening to radio to hear what's what's new. Yeah. yeah. I, miss, yeah. I, like, I still like listening to the radio. Yeah. You know. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't mind hearing commercials. Okay. No, me neither. I actually like the the radio banter in between yeah, songs and stuff, you know, like sometimes we need a little break, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were, we listened to uh, series all the way, we were just driving from Ottawa to Toronto here and we were listening to uh, Octane all the way Yeah. Up. And then about an hour out, we switched over to the rock and yeah. you know, just jumped to the edge and, you know, it's nice yeah. to, to sort of, it's a little nostalgic. Of course it is. Yeah. 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 yeah I hope, uh, you know, it's sad to see radio going the way it's kind of going, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like anything, I mean, that's that's life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, things change, man. It's crazy. Cool, man. Well, thank yeah. you so much for uh, for jumping on this podcast. Of course, man. And, Thanks for uh, having me. Super cool, and uh, have a great awesome. show tonight. Thanks. Yeah, man. Appreciate we'll catch it. Catch you again soon. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks, Adam. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to the Adamantium Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd absolutely love for you to subscribe to us on whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. I'd also love to see you on social media. You can follow on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Thank you again so much for listening.